Chapter 2 The Voices in My Head Vikrant We were lovers once, held hands and each other's hearts. The most important thing we held was each other's attention. Just as these thoughts meandered their way through my brain, a meek, almost afraid voice in my head asked, Who was she? What was she like? As a rule, I did not encourage conversations with the voices in my head. That probably is the reason that the voices were never too strong. They were usually so meek that they were easy to ignore. However, any voice that seemed to hold my attention for a few significant seconds, I paid heed to. These questions seemed to have done the trick. I smiled. If a tilt of lips at the left could be called that and closed my eyes. She grew up somewhere between Mama ye khana hai and Mama kya khana hai. She was the eldest child I knew and the youngest adult I had ever encountered. She took herself too seriously, yet most people who knew her would tell you that her laughter resounded in their ears long after she had left the room, the house, the locality or even the city. She was known as much for her laughter as her tears. I have lost count of how many times I had teased her that while normal people had all kinds of brain crap behind their eyes, she probably had two taps and a tank with a never-ending supply of water installed there. I also have lost count of how many times the same joke made her cry. Sometimes because she was hurt and sometimes because she was laughing so hard that the tears would just spill. She was short. She would be livid when I told her that. She would insist that by Indian standards, she was normal. She was 5 feet 3 inches. I rest my case. But I admit, she looked taller despite the fact that she rarely wore shoes with high heels. And she was the perfect height for a hug. Her head resting at just the right angle in the nook of my neck. Her skin was flawed. She scratched the pimples that refused to erupt on her face. Also, the sun allergies that had plagued her for precisely two years left enough marks on her chubby face to ensure that I could tease her by comparing her face to the surface of the moon. This kind of teasing never bothered her. She wore those scars like a medal. Late one night, she told me, I love the little spots on my face. They tell a story if you read them carefully. I tried and I liked all that I read. Her hair was short. She hated long hair as much as she loved Shah Rukh Khan and as much as she hated Amir Khan. There was no logic to her love or her hate. She just did. She also loved words and therefore languages. Words, she said, were as close as she would ever come to magic. They spoke to her more than they spoke to anyone else. She had mastered the art of weaving words. She wove them in her writing, when she spoke and even when she sang. She did not sing in tune, but that did not deter her. She would always be humming. She would insist that the voices in her head sang to her and it would be rude if she did not sing back. Over the years, I've met a lot of people who love to collect a lot of things. 
Let us just say that I know a lot of odors. She was the most unique of the lot. She bought earrings everywhere she went. She forced friends to buy her strange pairs. Her treasures were decorated as a soldier would display his medals. I had once grilled her about this obsession of hers. Like all her answers, this one had also left me speechless. She had made a big show of being supremely irritated with my incessant questioning. Then she had sighed and to my utter annoyance had replied, words enter my soul through my ears. I need to keep them happy and beautifully decorated. She had then proceeded to give me a look that told me not to say a word more. I had kept mum. If asked, she would have a different reply every time to the question, which is your favourite book? I know for a fact that Gone with the Wind had been her email password for several years. She had two favourite authors, Richard Back and Gabriel Garcia Marquez. She reread one by Back umpteen number of times. Words of Marquez stayed with her. Gulzar made her happy, sad and also to some extent complete. I boycotted Gulzar out of jealousy for a very long time. I could calculate with 100% accuracy her sadness quotient for the day. She paid more attention to her appearance on days she was most depressed. She watched a lot of episodes of Friends when she was sad. She always believed that I loved the series because I saw myself in the characters. I did that, but I loved the series because it brought her happiness even when, especially when, I was not able to make her happy. Despite her outrageous words and actions, I can say with certainty that Trisha was an old soul. She did not teach in a school or a college, but she was a teacher. She taught without a syllabus. Although she was younger to me by three years, she was always the elder one amongst the two of us, always giving advice whether asked for one or not. She kept me in line. Her being so wise and short that I constantly felt that I needed to learn a lot. While their parents and school teachers shape most people, I am largely a manifestation of her idea of an ideal man.